Hey everybody, welcome to Hope For Our Times in the midweek update. Here it is. January is off to uh, quite a start, as we have noticed over the last week, especially the last few days. And today with me, my guest is the one and only Olivier Melnick. Olivier, welcome to Hope For Our Times. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, and uh, you're going to also give us the Jewish perspective, which is going to be a real blessing. And uh, what a world we live in, huh? Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, the, the, January is it started, and you know, we thought everybody was going like, okay, 2020 is behind us, and uh, well, 2021 doesn't look like it's going to be any better so far. Yeah. So, who uh, knows? I've warned all kinds of people. I would say, look, you want 2020 to be behind you. You think 2021 is going to be fantastic. I would say not so fast. Man, in December, when I would say that, people are getting so angry with me. But here we are, and we can see exactly what is going. Uh, the, the cards have been shown on censorship and so forth. But there's some very, uh, I mean, people are really getting anxious. There's a lot of discouragement. It's hard not to when you look at everything. We're on this roller coaster. Uh, all these YouTubes are going and people are putting out newsletters. You don't know what to believe. And um, I, 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 it caused me this morning, I received, I received so many different YouTubes from people saying, I must watch this. You probably get the same thing. So this morning I, I got one. I said, I, I, we got to be in the word. And, and I ended up just writing down prophecies of the last days that would be fulfilled regarding the second coming of Christ. And because uh, people are always asking me, I say there's hundreds of them. So in just a few minutes, I wrote down 86 different prophecies regarding Christ's second coming. And I just got started with the list. That was just off the top of my head. I started writing them. And then I came up with what we are supposed to be doing in the last days, because you look at the word and with all of the different trials and tribulations and things to be afraid of, God's word leads us in a, an entirely different direction. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm as guilty as many others, as well as I know the word and know the prophecies to get knocked off course. But we have his word to guide us. We have his word to strengthen us. Yes. I, I hear the pastor preaching already, and I already feel <laughs> convicted. You're all good. Well, you're ready. You and I, haven't, to... I haven't even heard one of what the, of the 23 things we're supposed to do. And I already know that I'm probably not doing all of them. Okay. So you ready? You want, you want, I'll give you the short list. Give I, I won't go some. through all 23 right now, but here's one of them. Endure afflictions. How does that sound? <laughs> We're, we're in it. <laughs> yeah, endure afflictions. We're supposed to evangelize, fulfill your ministry, continue in the word, uh, continue to meet together, continue to encourage one another, continue to sing psalms and worship, continue to gather and pray in his name. We're supposed to continue to take communion, remembering what he did, and also take communion, reminding us that he is coming again. Both of those elements are part of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where we're told to partake of communion. Communion reminds us Jesus is coming again. And this is, that's only 10 things. You know, I, I want to say something. First of all, I'm listening to your list and something just hit me when you say continue, continue, continue. A vast majority of Christians haven't even started any of those things. Wow. Think about it. Yeah. If you reread those things, you go like, there's some Christians that do not evangelize. There's some Christians that do not, you know, you look at the list and, and I'm not trying to point the finger in another direction, but I, I agree with you. 
we are for some people they're going to have to do it but you know for those who've been doing it we have to continue doing it or or i should say in my case i'm going to be a little uh, a little transparent here resume because i got to be honest with you tom for the last several months since you know early november the beginning of the election i have been pulled down into this downward spiral of the world and and the election and 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 the different parties and uh, and all the things that were going on that I was so I hate to use the word obsessed but I was so uh, uh, focused on, on on that part of, of, of my of each day uh, you know I had my computer screen in front of me the lessons I prepare the people I talk to and then on the side I have my iPad with the news how can you really do ministry that way yeah. and it, it took me a while until pretty much the 6th of January when I said, okay, you know what? I, at this point, I don't think there's a whole lot we can do but pray. And I had to refocus my my my, my ministry because I was not, I was becoming an, a non-effective Christian, basically. I was, I was losing focus of what my goal is, which is to glorify God. You know, I think what you just said pretty much resonates with just about everybody. I think I have a, a little bit of an advantage just because I am a pastor. And at our church, we decided to still meet together. Um, so our doors aren't closed. So because of right. that, although I get more pressure to close and I get a lot more angry people and, and uh, you know, threats that I'm going to be in all kinds of trouble on the flip side of that, um, it enables me to continue to be in the word. The people who live in our proximity are able to go to our church, continue to praise, continue to sing, continue to take communion. So from that aspect, it is a little bit easier. I'm going to throw something in there. Um, but but I, but I, before I go there, I do agree with you. I think almost everybody on the planet right now has is their minds are spinning one way or, or the other i don't care if you're on the left or right you've got your opinions and uh and and this is part of the problem that i i was, think, I was talking about it with my wife the other day i said think of this when jesus came the first time he was rejected and the reason he was rejected i mean there's different reasons but what happened with the uh, religious community and then also with judas and some of the zealots is what they wanted was a political savior they were not looking for a spiritual savior that right. is the environment we live right now with the on the horizon the second coming of christ both on the left and the right people are looking for a political savior and jesus has been forgotten now I know I just ticked off a whole lot of people, but the reality of it is this is about Christ first, the world that we live in. And, and uh, so that's my observation. I know people will be mad. They'll email me over it. But listen, my goal is to proclaim Christ, to do the work of ministry, to put Christ first and to encourage and exhort, because it's even hard for me to do that in this current world that we live in. There is so much news that goes all over the map. We, I think right now, all of us are uh, treading in like uncharted territory. What's happening in the history of mankind right now is it's it's never it's never seen before. You know, it's it's we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I mean, we believers we do know because we know that you know yeah. Jesus is going to return and it's going to be a there's going to be a rapture. It's gonna, you know, we we know what the end time events uh, uh, you know what's coming next. But I'm talking you more of a, on a human perspective, you know, globally. There's so much unknown, and it's and it's it's not unknown because we don't know if it's going to be one way or the other. It's just uncharted. What's happening in America right now? Not to get too political, 
is it's it's never never seen before yeah. and so we don't really know and you can't you don't know who to trust mm-hmm. uh you know the news the the, the media the, the the internet you you just the people you thought were giving you the truth now are not the people you thought were your friends maybe they're not anymore and so so going back to what you said the only the, the safest and probably the only safe place to go is to be anchored in the word of god Amen. because uh, uh we have a mandate as believers to to to, to further God's kingdom. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I heard recently somebody telling me, uh, well, I'll give him the credit. It was my young son, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he told me, Dad, show me where in the Bible it says that Christians are to fight for their rights and, and, and be upset when their rights are taken away from them. Last time I checked the Bible, uh, believers, when they committed to Jesus, they basically said, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to do it? Yeah. And so it might be it might be too black and white. And I, I, I would love to have your opinion on that. But if we are truly modern day believers, modern day disciples of Jesus, uh, how far do we go in fighting for our rights? And, 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 and where does it stop? I'm, I'm still struggling with that. Yeah, no, I, I get it. So I look at it like this. It's not so much that I'm fighting for my rights, but I am worshiping God. So when I am worshiping God, the very thing that I believe I'm supposed to do flies in the face of what is being dictated to us through uh, local governments and even uh, world governments, the way things are going right now. And if, so I can go back again to the first century and look at, you know, you look at Romans chapter 13, about the whole passage about submitting to your government and those who are in authority over you. Uh, but at the same time, uh, people who claim that's the reason why we're supposed to just submit to everything that's going on. The problem is the Apostle Paul, he was he got his head cut off because although he wrote Romans chapter 13, he did not put the government before God. So, so when I'm told I can't worship, it's not about fighting for my rights. It's about recognizing that my God is the one I worship. Uh, in the state of California, I'm not interested in worshiping Governor Newsom. Um, when I'm told to commit to praying, I think of Daniel, who uh, in the book of Daniel, he's told, hey, you're not allowed to pray, to pray to your God anymore in Jerusalem. He goes upstairs and he opens up the doors and he prays to God. It wasn't in protest. It's just that he did what he was supposed to do. So I think that when we do keep God first, especially in an environment where the heat is being turned up in this regard is going to fly in the face. It's going to appear that we are breaking the law, but uh, my law, the the Bible's law, trumps man's law. And so I've, you know, yeah. that's, and so I'm going to worship God and I will face the, whatever, the, the trials that are going to come because of it. Um, for centuries, that's what uh, the Jews did it in the Old Testament. The Christians have done it in the New Testament and the believers have done it ever since the beginning. And it happens today in China. It happens today throughout the Muslim world. Uh, and uh, it's now the Western world is starting to experience what is coming. We are seeing it in the censorship. Um, um, but I want, this leads to something else, Olivier, also, because in this, we must be founded on the word. And I can tell right. the direction that things are going. Um, another one of the things I wrote down was read the prophecies and get understanding. And another one I wrote down is we are told in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20, don't despise the prophecies. In fact, I should probably put this list on my website for these things we should be doing. There's a lot more to add to it. But with that, read the prophecies, get an understanding any 
uh, let's talk about the Jewish people and the nation of Israel for for just a minute before we uh, before we sign off here today. Um, well, at the end of this month, um, you know, I, I look back at the Holocaust. Let's talk a little bit about that, uh, what that was, where this is going, and why we need to remember uh, where we've been. I'd say where you've been specifically. You're Jewish. So, yeah, and, and, you know, for, first, you know, I was listening to you about the, uh, you know, the, the, your response on the, uh, the, 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 the obeying the government, disobeying the government, and basically worshiping God is more important than, than, uh, than following the government is mandating. It is actually a very Jewish concept uh, that actually played its part in the Holocaust as well. It's known as Kiddush Hashem, which is the sanctification of the name. That's what it means. And Jewish people, and it started start long, long time ago, actually, uh, it was very, very uh, prevalent during the Middle Ages when uh, Jews were forced to convert or were baptized by force. And some would convert or, or pretend to convert, but many of them would say, I'd rather die than worship another God. And uh, so they would, uh, of course, they misunderstood because it was they were improperly explained what it meant to convert uh, at that time because I am a Jew who, who, who believes that, that Jesus is the Messiah but the way they were it was explained before it forced them into saying I can't do that and they would just go to their death and it's known as Kiddush Hashem the sanctification of the name when they would say I will I'll stick to my God whatever else I'm not going to do and and so in a sense what you said is reminding me of that you know your uh, your uh, uh, allegiance to uh, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our God. And um, uh, as far as what you mentioned on the the, the uh, what's happening at the end of the, of the month, we have uh, January uh, every year is on the 27th of January is uh, what we know as International Holocaust Remembrance Day. It's different from Yom HaShoah, the day of the catastrophe, which is the Holocaust Remembrance Day on, the, I think, on the 17th of uh, Nissan or some around the Passover time every year in uh, in Israel and it, it officially started in, in 51 uh, 1951 in uh, in Israel International Holocaust Remembrance Day is something that is uh, uh, commemorated and recognized all over the world and uh, my fear year after year and I've been on this topic studying teaching and writing books and articles for the last 20 plus years my fear is that year after year we're losing uh, faster, you know, it's exponential. The, the we're losing the uh, the survivors, the people that are not like in the early '90s, mid '90s, and it's going to be on us to perpetuate the, the the memory of the Holocaust. And on one end, you have people dying, and we have no almost in, within the next five to ten years at the most, probably five years, there will be nobody left who lived and survived the Holocaust. It will just be books and story told to children and grandchildren. And on the other side of that coin, you have people who are promoting that the Holocaust never happened, that the Jews exaggerated. It was propaganda to steal the land of Palestine and make it Israel in 1948. Uh, so um, I'm always, uh, you know, I always, in the next week or so, I'll have an article on my uh, on my uh, webpage on newantisemitism.com. I do every year in January about Holocaust, uh, Memorial, International Holocaust Memorial Day. It's important because uh, it's important to remember that uh, 
the Jewish people, I mean, there's so much that are still being done against us right now. And, and of course, even within the church, there are a lot of people saying God is done with the Jews. And when you look at your pro the prophecies that you probably listed today, you can probably find many of them about the Jewish people, like, you know, coming back in unbelief and Israel be, being restored, which happened in 1948. I mean, I don't think 1948 is anywhere in the Bible as a prophecy, except that it's a prerequisite for what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So look at this. You look at the history of the, the Jewish people. You, you go into the time of, of uh, Hitler and realize, look, there's a, a need to remember these things. This is what is troubling with me. There's, there's a lot of people that deny the Holocaust ever happened. And um, that is only increasing uh, in the church replacement theology, uh, but in many parts of the world, probably in some churches too, uh, trying to say the Holocaust never happened. It's a lie. And when you remove history, you, that history will be repeated. Yes, and you know what I see when I look at this, this attempt at, at uh, not teaching about the Holocaust and rewriting history, I see this as some sort of passive-aggressive cancel culture. It's, it's no different than, than yeah. what, what we've been plagued with in the last few months. It's a passive-aggressive passive way of, of trying to cancel the culture and cancel history. Yeah. And that's, that's very dangerous because it will repeat itself if, yeah. you, if you just ignore it. It will. And, um, but we see it happen across America. I also look at this, Olivier. What's happening in America right now just strikes me. Uh, it's a reminder of the words of Jesus from the New Testament about how to take somebody, a house down you. You got to bind the strong man. And America right now in the world seems to, was the strong man. But you look at what's happening and you wonder where all of this is going. Unfortunately, I do know two prophecies that will be fulfilled uh, that are going to increase persecution against Christians and persecution against Jews. Those Correct. two things are both only going to increase as we get closer and closer to that day. Everything is happening so fast. So what happens to somebody like me who's Jewish and a Christian? Do well, I get double persecution? I, I, I guess well, you're going to be one of the first to know. So, I mean, it's <laughs> terrible to be laughing about it. But what, what, I mean, what do you do? We look at the world and all of these things that are happening. Uh, you're being censored if you're on the wrong side of the, the political narrative. Uh, I, I'm watching this and saying, listen, if you're a Christian, uh, you're in America, you're one of the worst people in the world. That's the talk that's out there right now. If you're a white Christian, uh, it, you're going to be marginalized. So we, we see this happening. You're thinking, wow, things have changed so fast. But all of this also is a reminder that Jesus is coming again. Um, well, you know, I, I, I talked to, I have a neighbor of mine who's not a believer, uh, and uh, he always calls me, we're good friends, and he always calls me to, to tell me about the latest and venting and everything. And, and I, I tell him recently when I have shifted and, you know, coming back to my, my, my role as a Christian to, uh, to, to evangelize and to share the, the gospel, I keep telling him now, you know, I don't know how anybody could go through life right now without knowing Jesus because there's no hope. There's yeah. no hope unless you have Jesus. And so, so uh, I, think, I think we're going to have a great, oh, not a great, but great opportunities to share the gospel because the, I, I meet a lot of people that are depressed. They have no hope. Oh, they have yeah. no future. They don't, they, don't, they don't know what's going on. We don't either on a human, from a human perspective, but we know we have beyond the shadow of a doubt that Jesus is coming back. 
Yep. And, and and he's not going to forsake us. He's going to he's coming back for us. So we want to want to make sure we take as many people as part of the body of Messiah as possible. Yep. We we need to not be distracted by all these different things that we are seeing. A couple more things that I wrote down that we're supposed to do is First uh, Thessalonians chapter five verse four. Don't let these days overtake you in understanding. You know, you look at what we see. And you can get consumed with it, which is kind of how we open up the program. That's what's happening. But the admonition is don't let these days overtake you. And another one uh, is don't quench the spirit. And, and another one is even in this, 1 Thessalonians 5, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, even in this. So with that, uh, listen, we're going to close out, but I want to do something. You, you have a book. And, and I hope all my viewers will look at this. You have a book just released two days ago, three, four days ago. Is that right? Yeah, what? this week. It, 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 uh, it, well, it was released on Amazon a couple of weeks ago, but it's, it's, I officially have hard copies well. So it's on Amazon, and it's, uh, it's a, a compilation of 365 of my daily devotional. I've done this for 13 years now, so I've got a lot of them. It's my favorite 365 until I come up next year, maybe with another favorite. But uh, it's uh, it. The, what people like about it is that it, as the title says, it's a one-minute devotional. In 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 the day and age of of people reading half of a of a headline and, and move on to the next headline, and that's what they read the news now. Uh, we need to get to find a way to reach people with the word of God in, in a way that's not going to consume too much time, unfortunately. So, I've developed this one-minute devotional, and the book is available. I, I want it to be an encouragement. And a blessing to people because even if you stay in God's word a couple of minutes a day, for a lot of people it'll be more than what what they do because they, they get discouraged if they fall behind or just get in it, read one for the day. It usually is what one thought and carry that throughout your day and you'll be blessed. Yep. And then you have something in there. I thought this was really cool. That's in that book. It was. Uh, can you open it up and hold it up for a second? There's something in there you have for each day. What is it? Yes. Uh, yeah. My my devotional as like the verse, and then my commentary, and under it there's a dig deeper, dig deeper which is yeah. not on my online devotional. That's the one I, I I developed that just for the book. You got anywhere four to five different scriptures, Old and New Testament, that connect to that thought and that verse, so you can read them and get like a concordance, yeah. so to speak. On you, each and every day. That was great. That was great. You only had one bad word in everything you said. What? Amazon. People, right, right now, Amazon has a bad, <laughs> but it, I like mine. It's available on Amazon, and it is what it is until we can move on. It's like trying to move off of other platforms. I haven't, I, have, I haven't been banned from Amazon yet, so quick, go get the book. Yeah, me. I'm thinking I'm going to get banned from Amazon pretty soon, too, and hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But everybody's in the same, we're, we're, we are in this thing going forward, and those in Christ Jesus, these are this has been a great reminder for all of us today and then looking at the end of this month for the Jewish people and that we need to remember, uh, listen, we need to remember the Bible. We need to know history and we can tell where all this is going because we have the word. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, you know, uh, people ask me all the time uh, when I speak in various churches, they always say, how can we make a difference in a Jewish community? Anybody listening to us today, and I know some some of the people listening to us are followers of your broadcast and followers of mine on different things. Anybody listening to us today, on the 27th of January, what day is that? That's a Wednesday. If you wanted to take the time to call your local synagogue 
and tell them, I want you to know that today I am praying for the Jewish people and I'm remembering the Holocaust as a Christian. Just say that. You don't have to say your name. Let them know. You know, just call everybody, call the local synagogue or, or even a Jewish friend. But if you call a local synagogue or Jewish community center and say, today on International Holocaust Memorial Day, I am praying for your community and I am praying for the Jewish people and remembering the Holocaust. This will make a huge difference in Jewish people rebuilding their trust with the Christian community. Amen. I think that's great. One of the things I, I opened up with that we're supposed to be doing is fulfill your ministry. Everybody that's in Christ has a ministry, and one of those is to be on God's side regarding the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. Amen. And it gets us focused off ourselves, too, and what's going on, doing what you just said, calling your local synagogue and doing that. That is a great thing to do, encouraging. What a blessing. Olivier Melnick. Thank you very much. And how oh, people can get a hold of you through? Uh, two different websites, oliviamelnick.com, where they can uh, sign up for my newsletter, uh, my, uh, my daily devotional, my weekly articles, my blogs, and also newantisemitism.com. Amen. Thank you very much. And I also want to encourage everyone, I usually say, go to my YouTube or, and subscribe. You're probably already on YouTube if you're watching this. But go to my website, hopeforourtimes.com, and there you can follow me. We're about ready to update the website. We'll build an email database to be able to communicate with you because between Olivia and myself and the rest of us we don't know who, when we're going to get censored but for now we still have our websites so uh, with that right. uh, God bless you all we'll keep in touch Amen Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast Before you go I'd like to invite you to visit our website hopeforourtimes.com and check out the many resources we have to offer On our website we have books DVDs and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.